Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all our new listeners, people who have joined us, and then to everyone who's been here a while. Great to have you. Um, I want to talk about uh, making adjustments. You know, your personality is formed, a lot of it during the early years and then as a teenager and a young adult, but major life experiences form your personality. There's people who are fearful today and um, they've adopted that at timidity, being shy as as their personality based on a trauma that happened when they were a kid. You can see it even in the animal world, a dog that uh, is, ag- is aggressive towards guys because it was abused when it was a puppy, right? Um, but but God gives us the, the chance with God. He gives us the chance to actually have a whole and complete personality. You know, we were born and made to be loved. We're, we're made to operate off of love. We're made to, to, to function out of love. When someone's born, the, their, their love feeds who they are and it helps development come. You can see the kids that have a secure, uh, a secure childhood that grow up and, um, and, and, have the I don't want to say most normal because <laughs> what is normal but 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 you're made to receive love and so what happens is people in their childhood you know dad neglects them mom you know uh, speaks bad about them mom is abusive verbally and so people's personalities adjust and and they act certain ways you know it's it's crazy to see how how powerful words can be they say when someone says one negative thing that it takes thirty positive statements to overcome that one negative statement. My mom's a good example. My mom uh, uh, talks about when she was a kid, how her, her brother made fun of her hair the one day and, and, and said, you have you know this type of hair, whatever. And she said, my whole life, I've believed that I have that type of hair. And she said, I get compliments on my hair. People say, oh, your hair is great. I wish I had hair like you. But there's that one nagging voice from her brother when, when she was a teenager that said, oh, your hair is just like this. You have you have terrible hair, and she's carried that as an identity. Someone, oh, you look at your teeth. Your tooth sticks out. Well, you know, everyone's got different teeth, and some people's one tooth sticks out this way, and and some people have. You know, I had too many teeth for my mouth when I was a kid. You know, we we this is what makes people different. Oh, your ears they stick out too far. Your your whatever, and so so people carry this identity, and and people adjust their behavior off of the way that they perceive themselves or the way that they want to be seen. They make their adjustments. But I think for us, it's important to actually look and begin to take account of who am I making adjustments for? What am I making adjustments for? You know, I went through a time um, in my study of the word that I was listening to Ravi Zacharias, who's a, uh, he's gone home to be with the Lord now, but um, a Christian man who is an apologist, who is the guy who would like, for, he was the thinker's man, right? Similar to what C.S. Lewis was when C.S. Lewis was alive, but he would like reason with people about the Christian faith, which I believe there's place for that. Like some of the big questions, like people would have questions like, well, if God's all powerful and he's all good, then how come there's suffering in the world? Well, God's all powerful and he's all good, but he still gives people free will. Well, if God's if God's a good God and He's Almighty, then how come He can? Uh, how come there's there's starving children in Africa? How come there's AIDS? There's people dying of disease. Well, great question. The fact that the fact that you, we know right from wrong is 
is evidence to the fact that there's a God. Because if there's a moral law, then there has to be a moral law giver. So, right, this is the type of thing, right? Um, and so I started to listen to this, and it's kind of like a, a, a path you go down where it's like it never satisfies because there's always more questions. And, that, and that's the, the thing that I've come to realize, not that there's not place for that, that sort of conversation, but is, but is in the realm of the mind, there's always questions. There, there'll always be questions in the realm of the mind. In the realm of the spirit is where you grasp God. So you're not going to reveal God to someone in the realm of the mind. He, he's, he's, he's a spirit and, you, and your spirit gets born again. But anyway, through that, you know, listening to that, it actually like some of it helped me, but some of it hurt me because all of a sudden I started to think like I have to be able to pr- prove the existence of God to the intellectual atheist, right? And so it's like I was making, I was starting to think down the path of like talking to atheists where it's like the vast majority of people you talk to about the Lord, you you don't talk that stuff. <laughs> You're not having those questions asked. And it was like, my whole life, I was trying to defend the reality of God, which first of all is not not my place. I'm witness to the power of God. I, I've seen the power of God on display. The intellectual realm will always have questions. The intellectual realm could see the dead raised by the power of God, could hear testimonies of people who've come through healing school and had cancer healed and will still have <laughs> still have questions. It's The mental realm will never be satisfied, but I realized I started to make these adjustments in not a good way because of the stuff that I was listening to that was supposed to be proofs. And so you can make these adjustments. For some people, it's, it's for some people, it's, you know, I, I want to be seen as a person who's intelligent. And so I, I'm going to act a certain way. I'm going to be more subdued. I'm not going to be as boisterous. I'm, and people make these adjustments because of a way that they want to be seen. Where the Bible says, and I'm going to read to you in, he, in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says here, it talks about Noah, Hebrews eleven seven, and it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. So I want to ask you today, what are you moved what are you being moved with? Now this isn't a this isn't a fear of like terrified. I believe this was a fear of reverence. But here's Noah who, you know, hey Noah, build an ark. Um, okay, Lord, what's an ark? It's a big boat. Okay. Uh, a flood's coming. Um, okay, what's a flood? A flood is a, a deluge of water that comes from the sky that's never been seen in the, and, the, and you won't even be able to see dry land. Things that have never been seen before. But he said, I don't care what people think. I don't care that I'm going to spend over 100 years building this ark with my family and be made a laughing stock. I, re- I reverence the word of God more than anything else. And so you see people who love the Lord, but they don't want to, they don't want to praise the Lord loud. They won't like ever dance. Well, you know, it's just not my personality. Not your personality. The Bible says David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was a man after God's own heart. If, it, if there's anything I want to do is mimic the life of David, besides the whole, like, you know, sleeping with another man's wife thing. If there's anything that I want to do is, is, is be a person who the Bible says, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls, that I can rejoice now that my name's written in the Lamb's Bucket Life, that I can open my mouth and give a hallelujah, a shout when it's time to shout, that I can dance when it's time to dance, that I can not care what people think. It doesn't matter what people think. They're not thinking about me anyway, but people make adjustments the Bible says the fear of man brings a snare. 
And, and so sometimes people, you can look at people's personalities and you can see the life below their personality, but because of the way they want people to perceive them, because of the way that they want people to think, oh, you know, you're the smart person, people do things that they don't even, people dress ways they don't even care about. They, they wear things they don't want to, they don't even like because they want people to think they're a certain way. Oh, you know, I don't shout because that's just not my personality. I don't go soul winning because I have, I'm more of a sanguine personality. I'm more of like a, I'm not really a people person. I took a personality. T- You're not a people person. The Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel. You're going to stand before God one day and say, God, I wasn't a people person. You're a Christian. You're a people person now. Welcome to the family of God. All Christians are people people. Welcome to the family of God. What the Bible says is more important than what the personality test says. You know, and then I meet people who are like, well, I just don't want to be like my parents. My parents are like this. And they, and in some areas, it doesn't matter. Oh, my parents oversalted the food, so I don't put any salt. Well, your food's going to taste terrible if you don't put salt on it. So put some, just don't put as much as your parents did. So there's things like that that don't matter. But then there's, there's listen, there's parents, and I know there's, I know we have a lot of young listeners, but there's parents that I meet that are, and I know we have future parents in here, but there are parents that I meet that their number one thing is they say, I don't want to be a strict parent. I don't want to be too strict of a parent. And so their whole identity is, I want to be a cool parent. I want to be a, a friend to my kids. And then they're like, yeah, I let my kids get tattoos because I don't want to be too strict. My parents are strict. I let them, and, and leading their, letting their kids make terrible decisions because of an identity of, I don't want to be too strict. You, you follow the Holy Ghost. I want to be a person of the Bible. I want to be a person that pleases God. I want God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want to say I can't be generous because people take an identity and then act out of that identity. Well, you know, I've always wanted to be generous and I would give more if I could, but you know, I just don't want to, I want to be wise and I don't want to go without. And you know, people have an identity of lack and then they're never generous. And no, if, if you were more blessed, you wouldn't give. Because if the person, the people who give when they're more blessed are the people who give when they're less blessed. You give because the Bible says it's better to give than to receive. The Bible says give so that blessings to come to somebody else. Man, I, I sure hope, I sure hope that, that, that everyone listening to this podcast is generous, that you tithe and you give and you're giving 20, 25% of your income. <laughs> Start now. Start now when you're making less than four or $5,000 a month. Start now. Why not? You know, I, you know what I dawned on me the other day is I have more treasure in heaven than I have on the earth. I've given a lot over my life and I'm not trying to boast here. I'm trying to stir you up. It's and I, you know what I'm just getting started. I'm going to be more generous now than I've ever been before. You know when we came out of sales, my last year in sales, I made three hundred three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I think, before we came into the ministry. You know that when we switched the monthly partnerships that we had, we didn't adjust them, even though our our even though our um, monthly income took a hit. We said I'm not. We're not backing off on our giving. We'll change our, our we'll change our lifestyle. We'll change what we eat if we need to. We're not changing what we give because I want treasure in heaven. I have more treasure in heaven now than I have here on this earth. And that's the way I want it. But people make these adjustments. People, you know, I've seen it with parents. Oh, you know, we let our kids stay out all night. We don't, you know, I don't force my kids to go to church. They're 12 freaking years old. If they're living under your roof, I don't care if they're 24, you make them go to church. As long as you live under my roof, you're coming to church with me. You, parents, just idiots, because they, because they, oh, I want to be a cool parent. 
No, you don't be a cool parent. Be a godly parent. The Bible says, how can you believe who receive honor of men? People make adjustments. Oh, you know, I don't really dance. I'm not really a person. You see people in praise. They, they love the Lord, but then they don't because of their personality means more to them. You, you're a child of God. Jesus saved you from hell. And you tell me you can't praise and dance when it's time to praise and dance. It's not like it's four hours a day. You come to church and for like, what, three songs, 14 minutes, it's time to praise and, and celebrate the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. What are you, who are you making adjustments for? People could be watching. Everyone's watching. Nobody cares. Do you remember what anyone did last Sunday? Exactly. Nobody cares. Make adjustments according to the Bible. Be like Noah. I'm only moving because of fear of God. I, I, I don't want it to say that, how come you couldn't praise me? All the years that I did those things for you, and how come you couldn't praise me? You couldn't do anything. How come you couldn't lift your hands in worship? How come you didn't want to get drunk in the Holy Ghost because you're worried what people think? If the fear of man grips you, <laughs> you won't do anything for the Lord. And you know, you and, 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 and the only reason I bring this up, I'm not here to give anybody a tough time. I want you to see, you know what my number one goal in life, obviously is to make heaven, but you know what I'm saying to the Lord more and more? Lord, I'll never deny you. I'd rather die today standing for the gospel than live another 50 years and deny the Lord. Uh, and that's the truth. I'd rather die and go to heaven today. I'd rather my life comes to an end now and, and the Lord be happy with me than, oh, uh, you know. The, the day's coming, ladies and gentlemen. The day's coming. And people who, 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 can't, who can't do what the Bible says, who can't receive from the abundance of God, if you go to the river church or a river church, or you go to a Holy Ghost church and you can't enter in because of what people think, or you've got more important priorities, make adjustments based on the word of God. Yeah, no one really I know kind of acts that way. So what? They're all backslidden. Me, I was studying the word, like the Lord put in my heart to, the Bible said, study to show yourself approved. And that was the word the Lord gave me on my 15th birthday, study to show yourself approved. So years later, I would take two days a week and just be in my house, just studying the Bible, six, seven, eight hours a day. Well, no one I know does that. Who cares? I, I'm not anyone you know. I'm, I'm here to preach the gospel. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give an account to God for my life, to nobody else. I don't stand before you at the end of my life. I stand before God. And the only thing I care to hear is, well done, good and faithful servant. Who are you to judge another man's servant? I'm not anyone else's servant. I'm the servant of the Lord. And so you allow, and I believe that's what, this is the DNA that God is building into us in this time. We're coming, we're coming to a time where you're going you're gonna to have to be able to stand up. That if someone calls you out, oh, you're one of those Christians. I heard about your church. I heard about your church. You, you guys believe in tongues? Yeah, I do believe in tongues. I believe in prophecy. I believe in the joy of the Holy Ghost. If you think tongues is crazy, just come hang around me. for You know, stand up for the gospel. God's building that into our hearts now to be people who I will never deny him. I'm, not, I'm adjusting for him. If I'm making any adjustments, it's to be more like the person, to be more like God, and to be more like Jesus. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I only care what the Word says. And this, I believe, is what pleases God. 
where he looks at us and says, you didn't care what anyone else thought. You cared what I thought. Well done, good and faithful servant. I believe God's building that into our, you know, what you hear preached becomes a part of who you are. If you hear revival preached, you become a, you become a walking, moving revival. If you hear, yeah, life's just difficult and we're just trying to hang on tight, you become a walking, depressed person, sad person. Oh, it's so hard to serve the Lord. If you say it's so hard to serve the Lord, you're, you're not smart. Look at people who are addicted to meth. That's, it's hard to serve the devil. Serving the Lord is the most blessed, joyful thing ever. I don't care what you have to give up. <laughs> it's a good thing to serve the Lord. Let the Lord build that in your spirit. Maybe let's put this, maybe you need to put this podcast on repeat. Stop making adjustments. Oh, I just don't do this because of this. I don't do this because of this. What does the Bible say? And do that. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. What a day to be alive. Bless you. We love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.